It's podcast number 27 of Comic Experience Sci-Fi. You've missed us. We're back. This is Brad with Q, Richie, and Nick, and of course, Denver on the boards, and we're here to talk about, you guessed it, Star Trek. Yeah, if you couldn't tell by the sound effects in the <laughs> background. Yes, we're actually doing the episode right from the original, <laughs> the original deck with uh, the con and everybody standing around. They promised to be quiet while we do the show. I don't know. This might be kind of hard. You know, Kurt tends to overact a lot. It makes him laugh. But uh, uh, We have plenty of ham bones <laughs> yeah. in the room. I don't think that'll be a problem. I, I, I think we'll, uh, we'll be able to make do. So... <laughs> so who's seen the movie? Show of hands. I know you're none of you can about, see it. You're yes. talking about Star Trek I'm Beyond. I'm talking about Star the Trek Beyond. Release. Of course I've out. seen it. Okay. What of course you saw it. Oh, okay. Nick hasn't seen it, so he's going to leave the room. So yeah. we'll open with that. So yeah, Nick so can let's, come back. Let's yeah. just talk about the fact that we are going to be spoiling the new movie. Yes, so yes. if you haven't seen There's it, just... going to be spoilers in this movie. God! Oh, wait, that was the other one. Sorry. Wrong movie. <laughs> Wrong um, movie. I liked it. Um, I gave it seven and a half belly laughs, which is actually that, pretty good at this point. What, okay, I have a question. Does that What's trans- a half a belly yeah, laugh? What, yeah. Does that translate to, to like to stars? Billions and billions. Oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. <laughs> Yeah, me, me and Carl Sagan, both born on the 9th. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, um, let me ask you guys. Of the three new what I'll call J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies, where does this rank? This one. Um, I, I don't know how to rank it. It comes off like TV to me. Yes. But that's Thank why you. it's the best one. I don't no, know. It, no, it, no, 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 no. All no, no, three no, no. of them, the whole story, yes. the, the way it's presented... No. And, and don't get me wrong, I like the new reboot of the original characters. What I right. liked about this movie most is the interaction between McCoy and Spock. Yep. It, was it was priceless. Great. At least five of the seven and a half belly laughs were because of the classic based lines that they were throwing out there. It was just, it was awesome. To me, I thought it was the most Star Trekky one. Out of all of the well, yes, because they were actually on their five-year mission. mission. Right, all that, the uh, the relationships had been clearly established. Yes, because yeah, they were what? What was this movie like? Two or three years, years in after? Yeah, into it was the like mission. Yeah, it was three mission. years into three their years. into their okay. five. Right. Okay. So, but to me, it was more along the lines of how J.J. Abrams envisioned Star Trek, because you actually had. The it was it was more of you know how Star Trek was always been that way of JJ of Gene Roddenberry's well it was more cerebral yeah and there it was, was a lot more talking and yes. it was a it lot was, more of there was a issue it was a space opera as opposed right. to an action adventure movie and, and the issues of today kind of were being translated into the future there was some interesting you know bits about it I think that um, that we finally get to see. Um, that a star dock is very similarly constructed to, I believe it's called a Dyson sphere. Mm-hmm. That it's literally its own little world and with manufactured uh, gravity, it was like an M.C. Escher picture brought to life. Okay, well, before we get there, yes. let's, let's just quickly talk about the other Star Trek, the other J.J. Abrams Star Trek oh, movies. Oh, okay. The, orig- the original one uh, when the he when, when, when they're in the academy coming out for their yes. first mission right loved it yeah because I, I, I was I would say that that one for me is still my favorite of the three but this one is a close second okay I'm gonna say this one then the sec then the first one Okay. Then the second one. Okay, so I think it's pretty much everyone agrees that the second one was the weakest link. It's the second one was Star Wars. I'm going to say the first what? one. No, this. And then the other two. The second one was Wrath of Khan. That's why it but was so the way they did it, the way they did it was Star Wars. Well, I just rewatched the first two movies with my kids because they hadn't seen them before, oh, and okay. I wanted to take them to Beyond. Right. Okay. And actually, the first two thirds of Into Darkness. 
is a great movie because it has nothing to do with Wrath of Khan or the whole Khan right. storyline. It's not till the end right. or towards the end when all of a sudden they're like, hey, we're going to make this a Khan movie all of a sudden. Yeah. It, it just was it like. It kind of threw it off. Yeah. Because Wrath of Khan is probably still the best Star Trek movie. Uh, that yeah, that's my favorite. Period. Yeah, yeah. It was out of all the movies they did. Who cares about saving the whales? It was the best. Well, I like that. I like that yeah, one. It was okay, but, the yeah. whale was pregnant. Whoopty flipping dude. It was okay. It was a Star Trek movie, and Star Trek movies, and I, I love Star Trek to death. But Gene Roddenberry's vision for Star Trek does not translate well to screen. It doesn't, especially in this day and age, because. They are well. It's it's still people want action, but not social issues in the future. But it's still classic sci-fi, and the definition of classic sci-fi is, it's in the future. We don't have the technology. It's socially motivated, satirically humorous, and the characters are surprisingly likable. All really good pulp science fiction has all those features. All the really good guys in their seventies, eighties, and dead. Are wrote stories like this, right. and this was actually I would have to say, even though there was a little, little bit of camp, a little bit of weirdness, it was. You're still, talking about Beyond now, yes. Okay, without spoiling anything, mm-hmm. I think that it was a true to Roddenberry like vision, right? But that's what I'm saying. Beyond was a true to Roddenberry like vision. Right. The first two were not. The first the, two. The, and, Jay, yeah. if you look at the special features on the first one, J.J. said the first thing he thought about was, how do I make this like Star Wars? That was his first thing. He wanted to know how to be like Star Wars. But it's not even. Even though that's he said, and that's a sin. No, I he, know I shouldn't say that. But he wanted to shoot the movie and make it feel like a Star Wars. Yes. Which Star Wars is an action, sci-fi Correct. action. I agree. Star Wars is a Western no, but wait, that's space. But no, 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 that's no, no, not what he's saying. I just, saying. I just rewatched Star Trek Beyond, or I'm sorry, Into Darkness myself, okay. like two weeks ago, and I thought, and I, and I thought the same thing was fairly obvious. They're both great and entertaining movies, but they're pretty far from Star Trek in terms they're of right. like, being cerebral, uh, somewhat cerebral. They're more um, pop action. Movies. Yeah, they're making right. action. Star I, Trek. Like, it's never been an action yeah. drama. Yeah. There's never, it's never been an action genre. No, that's true. It's never been. It's always been about. Dang, you know, putting the issues of today 20 years into the future where we shouldn't have these issues 20 years in the future. It was him trying to but there's always a strong voice his opinion. There still should be action in it though, because right. even Roddenberry had to reshoot the pilot to add a little more. Well, right. You know, to put Kirk in, right? It was a little yeah, you gotta right. have and some true. fighting and some babes and you know. kick some ass every episode. But, right, but think about it. But Kirk it was had fist to sleep. fighting. It wasn't phaser fire. Right. What what made that what makes it very Star Wars? Right, right. Yeah. But and Kirk had to, that's why Kirk slept with so many women because <laughs> you had to have something in there. If I'm talking about social issues of the '60s, yeah. Well, I'm everybody slept everybody with a lot of women with, in the 60s. Okay, well, if I'm going to bore everybody with social issues of the 60s, there has to be something in there to keep people provocative. interested. Provocative. you got to have the entertainment in you there. you got to okay, have entertainment let's, in there. Let's stay focused on the movies, okay. and let's just finish up beyond. Right. Uh, because I will say that the reason why it's not, and no spoilers, no spoilers, um, the reason why it's not my favorite is that I felt that the the very end, the last you know like fifteen minutes mm-hmm. seemed unnecessary to me. That's exactly right. You know, I'll it was agree. like a double climax, I'll and it was that. like by I'll that point that. I was done already. You yeah. were already oh, out yeah. of the movie. It was the uh, the Lord of the Rings Return. Yes, of the, the, the multiple. You know, like, oh, oh yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I yeah. get that. You're right. It, it's like. It's like they shot the epilogue and didn't say it was the epilogue. Right. Sorry, we'll Nick. let you know. We'll let you know when the, when with, the plug. with any Nick and just I'm, without spoiling it. End of the movie, but not telling. But we're not telling you what right. But we're not telling you any details. It's they they typically say a good story has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Beyond, in theory, I think is the consensus is it has a beginning, a middle, and an end, and an end. Right. Yes, that's right. exactly. It goes beyond right. its first ending. Well, ah, maybe, that, right. maybe that's where they Which, came up with the title. Right. Oh, there you go. All right. But, well, but again, a lot of books, and especially audiobooks lately, that I because I listen to a lot of audiobooks. We know why. Um, yeah. Uh, where do you get those lo- audiobooks at? They always tell you. <laughs> so you don't necessarily have to buy the next book. Mm-hmm. They kind of tell you what's next, or they give you an epilogue 
so that you want to buy the next book because they give you just enough to go, oh, wait, I got it. You know, so that's where that's at. And, okay, earplug. All right. This is why it was my favorite because my favorite Star Trek series was Enterprise. Right. Okay. And the fact that it touched on oh, that yes, yes, era that was, of Starfleet. Right. Yes, right. early early Starfleet. Really yeah. dig it because when I was looking at the previews and you see the ship take off, my first inclination was oh, that was NX01, that was Archer ship, but it wasn't. But, but it's a similar from that yeah. era. Yes. So that's what made me love. It. I love when they go back and they connect the dots and, it, and make it a full circle of. Yes. And for me, why it was almost the best movie was non spoiler. Non spoiler. We was. The best villain in any of these three JJ oh, yeah. uh, oh, yes. Star Trek it, movies. It, you never saw it coming. Yes, and he was just mean, and he was a badass. He was cranky. He was a villain. Yeah, he was very cranky. But can you blame him? Can and that, and Idris Elba, is, he's just awesome in everything, so I knew he was going to be well, good in this. I, I was waiting but. for him to ask for the Rainbow Bridge. I will admit that there was at least two spots where I thought he was going to ask for the Rainbow Bridge. And when it didn't come, I realized I wasn't in a Thor movie. Oh, wait. Yes. Heimdall. Heimdall, yeah. Heimdall. Right. That's why I said it. That's awesome. Well, see, I know Idris Elba from Luther. Mm. And so, you know, I... uh Unlike Brad, I wasn't waiting for him to solve any uh, the oh, murder mysteries you, you, you or didn't, crimes. You, you, you didn't want him to say, um, you didn't want him to see all the world. Right. She glanced from my vision for a quick second. Oh, wrong movie. And, and I hate both of them. That sound you're hearing is Brad's uh, tribbles being uh, <laughs> consumed. <laughs> we're, getting, we're, we're getting ready to beam Bullshit. them to the Cleon Bird of Prey anyway, so it's okay. But we're luring them into the um, the cargo bay with nice. potato chips. Nice. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's just go around the horn real quick. Uh, is it safe to say everybody recommends this third Star Trek uh, movie, Rich? No. What? <laughs> <laughs> Save your money. Watch it on the DVD. <laughs> See, to me, this was probably the most epic and kind of visually spectacular of the three JJ movies, so I would say well, go see it on a JJ big... movie. Well, he produced it. He produced it, but I guess he I'm was just... too busy being a traitor. Q versus QD episode two. <laughs> I guess I'm just uh, Star Trekked out. There's just been so much Star Trek. I mean, this had some bright moments. I like the villain, but the person that stood out most for me was uh, Sophia Botella. Oh yeah, she was name? awesome. That was she made the whole show. Yeah. She was the the alien who they befriended on the yep. Uh, yep. on the planet. She was awesome, and she she's was in also at the Comic Con. She's trending number five right now. Really? Yep. Well, she was the if I'm if I remember correctly, she was the young lady from the Kingsman who had the blade. Yeah, legs. that is her. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. her. She That's has her. not done much. In I her thought career, the girl with the blade legs was Asian. No, I, I believe Latin. Oh, I believe. Oh, and she was actually started out as a, uh, I think a like a backup dancer, and that's how she got into film. Somebody wow. saw her on okay. stage or something like that. So yeah, she doesn't have a ton of acting yeah. experience, but she's pretty damn good. So look, look like come natural. Yeah, she's good. I know after after my tirade in Miami, you'll probably think I would say to everybody, Star Trek. F that. That was broadcast number one. Yeah, Check indeed. it out on YouTube for yes. people who haven't seen it everybody, yet. Right. Everybody wants to know what my problem is. Um, and my problem is I like this movie. And there was a lot of the, the writing was a lot better than in the first two. Um, there was and that a lot. was courtesy of Simon Pegg, who mm-hmm. plays Scotty, yeah. who's written three of my all-time favorite movies, or co-written, I should say. He wrote with uh, Edgar Wright. He he co-wrote Shaun of the Dead, yep, Hot Dead. Fuzz, and The World's End. Yeah. So when I heard he was writing, I was like, yes, this yeah. is going to be and good. And he does have a lot of really good lines in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gave himself a much more expanded role. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you know what? Who's who's really quoted, quoted more in Star Trek, Kirk? Or Scotty. I'm giving it all I can, Captain. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're going to have to give it some more, Scotty. And even Bone had a few classic lines oh, yeah. when they're beaming him. And he's like, I'm, I'm a, a doctor, doctor <laughs> not a... <laughs> <laughs> that was a spoiler. Yeah, guys. Uh, sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry, too. <laughs> we, have, we have ruined the whole movie for Nick. Uh <laughs> But yeah. don't worry, there's so many great lines, lines in the movie that right. that... Mm-hmm. Suffice it to say, it's it's actually worth the time. 
uh, in the dark with the chocolate and the popcorn. So um, everybody except Rich gives it the... Uh, I'm going to say go see it four times. <laughs> four times, wow. okay. Four times. because well, twice maybe, but not No, no, four no, times. four times. Why? Because spoiler and then spoiler and then spoiler. That's why. Oh, there you, you know go. what? You're right, and I think I agree with spoiler and spoiler. See, there you go. Right. There you go. All right, I'm lost. One, I'm one lost. spoiler was all right. Well, the, 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 it's really the third spoiler that that takes the cake. I'm telling you, because you got to see it a couple times. Exactly. All right. All right. Since since we're talking about the Star Trek movies, let's just cast the net wide. And talk about what your guys is. We'll go around the horn. What's your favorite all-time Star Trek movie? Could be any. Yeah. Could be any of the Next Generation. It could be the original. Q. Well, what's, you, can you narrow it down to one? Because I I grew up with the Next Generation movies. Okay. But when you go back and watch, you said your favorite, not the best. So yeah, yeah. We're. I think most people would. Say the, the best Khan. one is is the, the Wrath of Khan. Khan. Is the but, best one. But what what's the one that you know? If you could the, watch it over and over again, which one would you pick? It would either have to be Generations, mm-hmm. or Insurrection. But I'm gonna go with. Uh, is that the one with Tom Hardy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I'm gonna say Generations. And now is insurrection? Did Picard become a Borg? Was that the one? No, no, no. Which one that's am I thinking of? that was first contact. Okay. No, that's what I meant. Not insurrection. First contact, first contact. and generations. Yeah. So the first two. Like, yeah. Generations and first contact. Okay. That was Brad. Malcolm McDowell is the one. Is generations? Generations. Yeah. Yeah, and I like it because of Kirk. That's your favorite one. Generations? Um, yeah. Again, not the best necessarily. Well, no, and I, I like it's not a great movie, but my favorite part is when Picard says, you know, he's making breakfast, he's making eggs for his wife or his girlfriend or whoever the Kirk. hell it is. Yeah, Kirk. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Kirk is Kirk is making breakfast. Is this your Picard, favorite one? Yeah, Picard okay. walks in, and yeah, that's as I said. And 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 that whole that whole bit. He goes, "We need you." Oh, I'm not leaving here. Fuck you, right? And he says, "No, we really need you." You know, you're not really here, right? Oh, fuck! I knew that. Why'd you have to harsh my mellow? And then goes out, saves the day, kicks ass, takes names, in pure Kirk style because it's really a next generations movie, and they have to come and get Kirk to save the day. So that's why it's my favorite. I mean, they didn't have to. Or the end of the world. Yeah. No, they didn't have to. Blue Ribbon. Picard would have did it. He just he just needed backup, or they okay. could have gone into the nexus before the whole thing even happened. Exactly. Yeah. So That's I mean, true. don't act, sit here and act like no, they needed. No, because every time every time that Picard went into the nexus, he had he either became a himself when he was ten years old at Christmas and lost his mind and went back to his family with ever, or he had to deal with his cranky so old vineyard a uh, uh, vintner father, so and it, it got all psychological. Kirk. You take him out of the best dream but ever who, and says, we need you to save the world. Who had to take okay. him out? Who had to take him out of the best dream ever? Picard did. So oh. Anyway. <laughs> All right, Rich, do you have a favorite? Uh, Empire Strikes Back. My favorite <laughs> sci-fi movie. Uh, this would be Richie Lala's I believe Richie is voting none of the sci-fi above. Sci-fi. <laughs> um, if he mentions Star Wars one more time. <laughs> Come on, Rich. You got to have one Star Trek. There's been so damn many of them. I I enjoyed the search for Spock because Spock was one of my favorite characters. But, uh, you know, the Wrath of Khan. Yes, may he rest in peace. My favorite one. Yeah. Nick, I know you've got some My uh, favorite opinions. one, and I know it's not the best one, but my favorite one is the original Star Trek The Motion Picture. Oh, Viger. Viger? Yeah. yeah. Yep, because it's an epic. It was one of the most expensive movies ever made at the time. It's got a beautiful score by Jerry Goldsmith. Oh, Robert yeah, Wise directs. Um, the original cast, I love the way they're reunited and how they interact with one another, and I love that it's so cerebral. And also, it, you know what's funny, guys? Uh, something to keep in mind. 
ever since the theatrical release, I think the only home versions of that movie until the Blu-ray were extended versions. So we have it in our mind that it's this long, ponderous, endless movie. But if you watch the theatrical cut that's on Blu-ray again, it actually goes pretty fast. I think it's only like two hours and ten minutes or something like that. It's a pretty concise which is a short movie and, by today's standards. Yeah, right? totally. I, I don't know. I, it, I love that movie. It's, remember, it was G-rated. There's no violence right. in it. There's really no action right. in it. But I just, it was. I love when the crew is on the ship trying to solve problems. That's my favorite Star Trek type mm-hmm. stuff. That's so, that would have been my second choice. But I love two, three, four, and five as well. So, okay, let me just pipe in for five here. That's obviously the most hated one of all. Which. Um, Star Trek V, directed by Shatner. A lot of people oh, don't like it. They no. pull Spock's brother out of their ass. But from the from the well, ti- what's the what's the title of the Final five? Frontier? The Final Frontier. But, oh, that's okay. where we meet. That's where we meet the bumpy foreheaded. Uh, where we meet Mr. Worf or his grandfather or something. No, that's in six. That's the undiscovered six. country. Oh, when he plays no. a lawyer. It's even it, it, older. Five is where they go looking for God. Basically, yeah, Spock's yeah. brother hijacks the Enterprise. But the last third of that movie, I think, is outstanding and very emotional because we get to go it. into McCoy's past and see what haunts him. We see what haunts Spock, and Kirk refuses to be uh, to have the mind meld done to him. And I thought that's some of the best. Trek we've ever but seen. But he's had with those it characters. done more than once, though. What's that now? Kirk had the mind meld more than once. It was, it was Cybok. During the Cybok uh, mind melded them in such a way that they had to relive something very traumatic in their lives. Oh. So, so, so Bones had to relive um, euthanizing his father. And then, oh, so, and then he, okay. Bones found out six months later that there was a cure. So if he hadn't euthanized his father, he could have lived. And that's haunted him. Oh, and so okay. that's how Cybok's brainwashing the crew to serve him oh, because he kind of oh, heals oh. that with a mind melt. Could I have missed that so, movie? Oh, it's, oh, no. It's pretty bad for about an hour, and then oh, it gets pretty good. Then maybe maybe I'm, I'm just blocking it because yeah, of the first 16 so I have to admit, for it. I've, I've missed five and six in the theaters. I had seen one through four oh, theatrically. Okay. But by the time five rolled around, for whatever reason, maybe it's bad reviews or whatever. Got bad reviews. I just uh, I just skipped it, and I'll kind of go the cliched route because Khan is definitely hands down my favorite movie. I've seen that more than any other <laughs> oh, yeah. of the yeah, Star yeah. Trek movie combined, and just the all one of the great villains of all time. Great you know? actor, mm-hmm. and I love the fact that they tied it back in. Directly to the original series, Space yep. Seed from ep- from season one. Because as a kid, I watched those original episodes. They were on Channel Fifty Every here Sunday, in Detroit. Saturday, yep. yeah, I watched o'clock. those over and over and over. Yep. And so the fact that they tied it back into those shows that were like burned into my brain, I was like, yes, that was awesome. And they they paid it off, you know. So it wasn't just that they. You know, they brought the you know mm-hmm. the original series back into it. If but. only Kirk and Khan had had a scene together. Oh, an actual yeah, actually, like a fight yeah. or something. They never, really got, they never yeah. are together. Well, they the, were both really old men in that movie. No, they're pretty young still. Then I'm talking 1982, relatively speaking. Yeah. Relatively. Well, thirty years relatively ago. speaking. Yeah, in their fifties. Well, I'm 47, man. Right, but <laughs> most well. Yeah, hey, okay. listen. Uh, what's his name? Looked better than most dudes half yeah. his age. Yeah, Ricardo. Montalban, yes, yeah. yeah. He so. looked awesome, boy. Yeah, I, I'd uh, like to look that age now. At, uh, <laughs> 10, that was 20 him. Years that, younger. That, Nicholas that Meyer him. says that was Ricardo Montalban. Can we he, talk about Nicholas Meyer? Because I think sure. he is the unsung hero of the the Star Trek, at least the original cast movies. Well, I, I, there's a great book I recommend. Actually, two great books for you should all read if you're Star Trek fans. Both written by William Shatner. One's called Star Trek Memories, and it's about the making of the series. And then he writes a sequel called Star Trek Movie Memories about all of the movies. And you pick up the second one, it like picks up right where the first one left off. It's That's awesome. Cool. And um, every Star Trek movie they thought was going to be the last. Right. They, they, the, heard, they made the first that. one, and then that was done. And then, oh, you know what? Let's make the second one. It's, it'd be a quickie. And then it turned out to be really successful. So they, cause That's why Spock died. Nimoy thought, I thought that was it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, we'll make another one. Like, what do you mean? I died. So he says, well, let me direct it. So then they bring him back, and then they make four, of course, which is the biggest moneymaker of them all. And four was originally supposed to have Eddie Murphy as the uh, oceanologist. Oh, yeah. But Paramount, being the greedy Republicans that they are, said, well, Eddie Murphy's our biggest commodity. Eddie Murphy and Star Trek are our two biggest franchises. If we put them in the same movie, we're going to be cutting our money in half. 
So Eddie oh made the golden child, unfortunately, and uh, which was really horrible. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'd rather have a golden shower yeah. than a golden child. <laughs> Talking about black, black wow, black the movie out of your head. Yeah. I am so glad I didn't say that. Since Mark's not here, I had to fill in the gap of <laughs> oh, the perversion. Thank you. Thank you, know. you. That was funny. But uh, okay, so so for the and folks Nicholas that don't know, Nicholas, Nicholas Meyer, he directed so uh, Wrath of Khan. He wrote. Episode number four. Mm-hmm. He co-wrote. I th- he had some hand. He, he directed six as well. Okay. Undiscovered Country. So he did all the even oh, numbered I movies. You. I think because um, wasn't that the the running gag with Star Trek was that the even numbered ones were good and then uh, the like ones in between ones were, were bad. Three. You know. Yeah, and like in Star Wars, the odd ones are good. <laughs> Wait, which? It, well, why are you bringing up Star Wars, Rich? <laughs> yeah, no one cares. Q's not going to be happy if you keep on that. No uh, one. That I'm sorry, dude. It's the biggest franchise. No, you see this? You see that? No one fucking cares. Yeah. Nicholas Meyer did co-write the screenplay of The Voyage Home with three other writers. Okay. Yes. Okay. And then he directed six. Okay, because yeah. if we can just talk about The Voyage Home for a minute. Sure. Because that is the the most, I guess, unusual of the Star Trek And the Trek biggest films. box office of the originals, too. Oh, Had- that did? That made the most money? Yes. Really? Oh. Now, because... I. Little personal anecdote: I did see the Voyage Home opening night at Oakland Mall. They had the movie theater, and I begged, begged, begged my mother to take me. She was like, "No, I don't want to go see it," you know. So we 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 did eventually go, and of course we both loved it, you know. But it was the most un Star Trek like of I think all the movies, yeah. right? Is it took place on 20th century Earth? Mm-hmm. Um, it was more of a comedy. It was. Than it anything. was. It had a lot of comedy, absolutely, and uh, no real violence or shooting or anything like that. No, it was a very like the like the first one. It was even more family friendly than the first one, I thought. But it was great. It just yeah, goes I to show it. you. All you need is good, strong writing and characters, and uh, you got a great movie. Yeah, it's almost like you could have put that cast in almost any scenario. Yes, and it would have would have worked, you know. And it had an environmental message, of course. You know, by poisoning the earth yes. today, we're sealing our own doom a couple hundred years from now. Yep. You know, yep. so yeah, it was maybe a little heavy-handed, but that was in keeping with the original series. Right, it was very yeah, kind of hit so. you over the head with the message. You Save know? the whales. Now let's talk. We've been mainly talking about the original cast. Q, I know you're a next generation guy. Yes. What's rank the the next generation movies? Because I'll be honest, I saw Generations and I saw First Contact, and I didn't see the last. Was there more than two? It, more? Was, it was two, two more. more. So it goes: uh, First Contact, it's the best one. Generations. Um, then it goes um, the one with Tom Hardy. I cannot think of the the subtitle of it. The one with the Romulans. Yeah. Nemesis? No. Nemesis. 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 That's right. And then Insurrection. Okay. Insurrection. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Which one was Insurrection? Insurrection was the one where Data swears. Yeah. And sings. Yeah. Yes. Oh, boy. It was bad. When his emotion chip goes haywire. Well, that was a generation's his emotion chip went haywire. It goes haywire and everything, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> See, broadcast like number one, I'll like that. It's like the that. subplot of every Star Trek right. Next Generation movie and episode. And His the transporter's not chips, working. And the transporter's not working. <laughs> His emotion chip just goes haywire. Because they didn't have a Spock. Right. It was a total Spock ripoff because Spock was always yeah. trying to deal with emotions that he was pushing down to make his father happy or letting loose to make his mother happy. And, you know, it's funny talking about all these Star Trek tropes, what's great, and uh, no spoilers, but I loved how uh, Beyond, they went after all, so there's a whole subplot of Spock's emotions kind of rearing its head, and there was a whole transporter issue, Issue, you know, so it, it, it... Touchdown! Couple of red shirts died. Yep, yep, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, I, and there was reference. I'll go and there see was it reference to the Archer series. Yeah, which Q, is I love. You mentioned because that. that's my yep. favorite series. Yeah, yeah, it's my favorite. And I love Next Generation, but I, I love Next Generation until Enterprise came out because Enterprise had uh, four seasons. It but was that long. It was four seasons, but the last two seasons, and I will stick by this. Were probably the two best seasons of Star Trek ever. Really, they were well written. They were well written. 
and you know, Star Trek is notoriously known for having not so good actors. We, we know that, but it was well written, well acted, well everything about those last two seasons was excellent. Now, right. now, were there any Quantum Leap references in any of these? <laughs> That's all I learned. No little subtle in-jokes or anything like that? He actually beamed us on a farm somewhere, was he, did was he? Was one of those furball things called Ziggy or something? I think so. I think it was a few in there. But um, I thought I thought Enterprise cut off, was cut off before its time uh, because obviously they said the next thing was the Earth-Romulan War. We still haven't gotten that, but... When that the, was Enterprise was the the last of the Trek series, yes. correct? Okay, Until so the next this one. New one, so yeah. that perfect segue because they did release last week a uh, teaser trailer for right. the new Star Trek oh. series, and what's the subtitle called? Star Discovery. Trek? Discovery. Discovery. Okay, and it was really it was just the ship kind of leaving the space. Yeah, it, so there wasn't much to, to it. it. No. Now. Now, Nick had a question about that. What time frame is this show taking place in? Have I they thought it announced was that taking yet? place in the same as well, Enterprise, Archer's wasn't it? That's a prequel. Enterprise right. is a prequel. So I thought it was taking place in the same timeline as well, Enterprise. Maybe they will do the Romulan War then. Well, uh, Archer is, is almost 50 years in our future. Uh, regular Star Trek was 200 years in our future. And uh, Next Generation was 200 years past that. Oh, wow. So Discovery would be, I'm guessing, between Archer and Original. I'm not sure Next Generation is no, that much past the original. 2200, 2400. I think it's just the 23rd and the 24th century is what it was. So about 100 years yeah. or so. Because Bones, Bones the, was alive. Yeah, Bones was in the first episode. On the first episode. 60 years old. Uh, he wasn't that old, I think. Yeah, I'm was pretty sure he yeah. was. He was like 100 and Well, we'd have, we could check no, that. No, he wasn't. He was really, I think it was just really in the next old. century. I think it was like 87 years later. He was like a Damn it, Jim. I'm a doctor, not a mummy. <laughs> At this time, I think you're both. <laughs> this is illogical. You really yeah. are bones. <laughs> yes, yeah, <Spock>. literally. <laughs> because Spock was still alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sarek was still alive too. Right. Yeah. So Spock it, was, it wasn't two hundred years. And, and it couldn't have been. Live forever. I mean, Jabba the Hutt lived like. 400, you got one more time. <laughs> you really got one more time. <laughs> no, he's going to break that beer bottle and cut you no, with it if you're, you're not, not careful. Well, because this, uh, right. Voyager takes place in the same time as Next Generation. Right. And Deep Space Nine. And this is Deep Space Nine. But Tuvok served on um, Sulu's ship, Excelsior. the Excelsior. Neat. Interesting. And he left Starfleet for 70 years. Oh. After he served on to on the Excelsior, I'm gonna watch all these. I'm all, <laughs> I'm all fired up to watch Star Trek. Watch, yeah. uh, because him and Janeway had to go back in time because there was some alien messing with his mind. Yeah, and his mind melts. They they it was it was an alien putting the same dream in everyone on the crew's mind. Oh, yeah. But they thought it was. A repressed memory, but it wasn't. It was an alien's repressed. It was something that happened to an alien, or something like that. The guy, the that alien was making was them actually think hiding that. his alien's con- an alien consciousness was hiding in his head, who escaped right. his body during a mind meld and escaped out of his body to no. get into Sarek's mind, and that's what. No, was no, not that. Not that's okay. Well, different right. something. Oh, let's sorry, uh, let's not right. delve but, too deeply. Yeah, but Tuvok. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So it couldn't have been 200 years yeah, because Tuvok served on Sulu's ship. And Sulu was the episode that they were mentioning was when Kirk and uh, Bones were on trial at the Cleon on Kronos. In Undiscovered Country. Right. Yeah. So Tuvok was on Excelsior then. Yeah. And after that, that's when he left Starfleet for 70 years. There you go. And joined up with. I said it was about 80 years in the future. So it's about 80, 90 years, and that's go your timeline right there. Excellent. Okay, let's let's take it around the horn. Because there's been so many Star Trek series, which one is your favorite series? Enterprise. That's Q, no hands down, better than the original, better than Next Generation. Enterprise. Brad? If I took a deep voyage into the Next Generation, I'd have to say the original. So the The original. original. Okay. (laughs) Say it. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. 
Go ahead. Say Clone Wars or some stupid <laughs> shit. Go ahead. Ewoks. Rich. Oh. Well. <laughs> go ahead. I'd have to say the original because that's the only one that was worth watching, I thought. Now, did you... But. Did you not watch the other ones, or did you watch the other ones and just not like them? I caught, them? I caught uh, Next Generation here and there, but I missed the whole Voyager. I saw a few of the Enterprises I liked, but I just... Voyager uh, would be my second. Oh, really? Nice. Before, wow. Before Next, Next Generation. Generation. Space, I love Deep Picard. Space Nine set was oh, my second favorite. I love Picard. Huge Picard fan. I think Picard's better than Kirk. I think Archer's the greatest captain, but I think Picard's better than Kirk. All right, Nick. Uh, the original series, and I, I would like to remind everyone that um, a couple years after the original series was canceled, there was a Saturday morning cartoon. cartoon. Star oh, Trek, yeah, I Star love Trek that. All series. original cast and all original writers from the original series. Really? So, yeah, mm-hmm. you look at the writers from the cartoon, it's all DC Fontana and all these same people, same and exact people. Are those out on DVD? Yep, it's available on DVD. Yep, really? It only ran one season, but it's a good little cartoon. Oh, yeah. about the Very cerebral. Too. You know, it didn't... It, didn't, it did uh, not deviate it, yep. from... The original it wasn't series. aimed at yeah. kids. It was okay. aimed at Star Trek fans. Okay. So that so there almost was a fourth season of Star Trek. It was only thirty minutes long, and then they were going to do a series called Phase One. And then when Star Wars came out and became so successful, they scrapped that and went for the motion picture. Oh, okay. So, they did the um, movie. They okay, did the big I movie see. instead, yeah. Okay. And, uh, and I just have to say one more quick thing about Star Trek V, which is considered the worst of the original movies. It has the best line in all of the Star Trek movies, and that is when Kirk goes to hug Spock at the end, and Spock says, Captain, please, not in front of the Klingons. <laughs> 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 that might have been the best that one. That is the best one. That might have been the best one. That might have been the best one. He didn't line. want Kirk clinging on him. And ah, I get that. I get that. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek original Uranus. series. Yeah. yeah. Definitely really? for me. I, I mean, seen, but I you know. But in, yeah, in, in my defense. Yeah. I saw a few episodes of Next Generation. Didn't love it just because I was so the first two me. seasons. Yeah. It you finds its it. okay. sea legs. It finds us, and it's like, well, like Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine was good. Deep Space Nine fell short because Babylon Five was better. Mm. Well, I was going to ask sim- very you. Very similar story. I was right. going to ask you about Babylon Five because that <clears throat> was out at the same time right. as all the other Star and Trek what shows. The, the problem with it, and rest in peace, Jerry Doyle just died. Mm. Yeah, yesterday. I saw oh. that. That's sad. Um, but the problem, the thing about Babylon Five was. And this is kind of how people got Star Trek out. You had Enterprise, you had Next Generation going, and like in the middle of Next Generation, here comes Deep Space Nine. And in the Next Generation ends, but in the middle of Deep Space Nine, here come Voyager. So it so was they always like, had they two all, shows yeah. going. Yeah, it was during oh, the '90s. It. They were like while movies were still coming. Like, out. While the movies were still coming. Yeah, out. yeah. When Next Generation ended, they started, they started making to make movies. movies. They made four. So that's right. Yeah. So, but it's a lot of Trek. Yeah, it's a lot of Trek. But Deep Space Nine fell short because they were on the station. It it was. It was Babylon 5, but Babylon 5 was better. Okay, gotcha. And then in the last couple of seasons, when he finally got the Defiant, it became a lot better. Okay. It was a lot better because now it was Star Trek. But Deep Space Nine is honestly the most action-packed of the whole and thing because they were show at take war. pretty much place on... On pretty much on the station. So every was, episode was as Deep Space yeah. Nine. Deep Space indicated that it was on the farthest. It was on the edge, edge of a wormhole, I it was, think. And it was on the edge of the wormhole well, that led to the Gamma moved it there. Oh. But yeah. it, well, was, it was in Deep Space. It was our final thing until the next. Until the next was. one, right. Yeah. But if you remember, it was actually an outpost for the Cardassians who had enslaved. Not the, not the Kardashians. No, not Cardassians. Kar- I didn't say Kardashians. No. I said Cardassians. You, you said it right. He was just. I, I know. Looking but for an excuse to I plug in, Kim. in a, uh, a joke there. Plug in Kim. Okay. <laughs> But uh, if Mark was here, he'd say he did a a twenty live line. Deep Space Nine, I believe it was Deep Space Nine, has the best one of the best episodes of all is the crossover with the original Tribbles. That is the best episode. That is so well done. While the original episode of the Tribbles is happening, the Deep Space Nine cast is there on the station. Oh, so trying to solve the stop. Right. So when Kirk, when all the Tribbles fall on Kirk's head, 
Cisco or somebody's up somebody's in, that bin. in there. They're up in that bin while the triples are falling down. And, and and then Kirk was reprimanding the crew, and they kind of force gumped in some of the deep space. Oh, okay. it was. And it you was get to wonderful. see Dax in the mini dress, just, which is yes. nice. <laughs> it was, it was nice. Oh yeah. <laughs> but and, but see, that's what saved Deep Space Nine too, because if you remember, Deep Space Nine was the episode was the series that bought back the alternate universe with the Terran Empire. But it was Next Generation where they did. Oh, which one did the Mirror Mirror? That was Enterprise. The Mirror Mirror episode. That was Enterprise who did Mirror Mirror. No. D Space Nine. No, Mirror Mirror was. It wasn't uh, Deep Space Nine. It was D Space Nine. Yeah. Enterprise did In a Mirror Darkly. Okay. But. Deep Space Nine did mirror mirrors and out in, out in space. Deep Space yeah. Nine, they went back, back to the mirror mirror they, universe, right, which was the Terran Empire. So it was a sequel but, to the one where Spock had the goatee. Oh, in the original. yes, yes. By yes, that yes. time, the Terran Empire had was dissolved because Spock, on the other one, if you remember, he, he ended them. it. Yeah, he ended it. He, he was ended a good it. Guy. Yeah. I see. So by this time, now the humans were f- trying to survive because everybody had joined up and was like. Well, we can't let them do it again, so we got to kill all the humans. Yeah. And it was funny because Cisco's wife, who died in the uh, in our universe on at the Battle of Wolf Three Five Nine, was still alive on the other yeah, one, you, and he would keep constant communication with them over there. So his wife would come over here, and one day his son walked in and seen her, and it just created, but. Those episodes, like the Tribble episode and the Mirrors episodes, those saved Deep Space Nine. Well, let me ask you, uh, this might be a more difficult question, but what's your all-time favorite single episode? If you could only watch one Star Trek episode ever again in your life, what what would it be? I got a couple. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, trouble with Tribble. From the original? From the original. Okay. Um, Yesterday's Enterprise from Next Generation. And now what's that one about? That's the one when Enterprise... um, B, right? B. B. No, Enterprise C. Because Enterprise C comes back. That's a Tasha Yar in charge. Yeah, right? Easiest one. Well, it comes back because remember, Kirk had Enterprise and Enterprise A. Right. He died on Enterprise B. Enterprise C is the reason that the Cleons and the Federation joined the Federation because the Enterprise was on a mission and it actually ran across the Cleons being a Cleon outpost being attacked by, I want to say Romulans. It's always the fucking Romulans. <laughs> and it sacrificed itself. It took on three birds of prey, which it knew it was not going to survive, and allowed the outpost, all the Cleons, to evacuate. And save the uh, Cleons, which made the Cleons join the Federation. But in the yesterday's Enterprise, it be- it went through a time loop, and oh, yeah, it yeah. never happened. So the Federation was still at war with the Cleons, and in this timeline, the Cleons were winning the war. See, and I didn't realize there was so much time travel in uh, Starfleet. In Star was Trek. almost out, so they had to send um, Enterprise C back. And Tasha Yar went back with them because she had died originally in a couple of seasons before. And she and knew it. it. Even and in the movies, you had time Well, Guinan knew it. Yeah. Guinan knew it and told Picard. But Picard wasn't going to do it. But he ended up sending it back. Because Guinan's like a third cousin to Doctor Who. Pretty much. Oh, okay. You had time travel. They're, they're like time lords. You had time travel in Star Trek Four. In right. first contact, contact and was in time travel. Abrams' first Star yep. Trek. Okay, those were all okay. time travel. Didn't Superman Another do that? Episode? Yes, he did that too. Okay. Um, all right, Brad. Brad. Was, was, oh, I'm what? sorry. I was oh, going to say fine. no. You, that was only two. You have a third one. I have. I have, I have one for About each. Six more. I have one for each. Oh, okay, oh one for each series. One for each series. Oh, okay. So um, you can tell who the diehard is here. Deep yeah. Space Nine was the triple episode. The mirror episode, and then the episode where, um, Nick, you might know this one, where they actually lost control of Deep Space Nine. No, I didn't see it. They lost control. They were in the war, and they lost control of Deep Space Nine to the Cleons because the Dominion had planted seas and pretty much fucked up the whole Federation. Actually, the Dominion fucked up that whole TV series is what happened. The Dominion is the reason. Well, they fucked it up, but at the end, they made up for it. Okay. But. All right, no. Needless to say. Favorite Enterprise episode? Favorite Enterprise episode is These Are the Voyages, even though a lot of people don't like it. 
Um, what's the what's the basic gist of it? It's the last episode oh, of of the, the series. series. Okay, and it's, and now was this an episode that they knew was the last yes. one? Okay, they, so it wasn't like it just got it canceled. Wasn't, yeah, okay, and not too because, much spoilers. Okay, well it it, it involves <laughs> what's the very last scene? No, <laughs> right? It involves um, Riker. On oh, Enterprise okay. B, and he's going on Enterprise. Oh, he's running a holodeck simulation because he's having a struggle trying to tell Picard because they're on a mission to go find this ship where the Pegasus, where it had cloaking technology, but they were experimenting with it. They didn't give Picard the whole information, so he was kind of walking into something that could have potentially put them in danger. Got it. So he was looking back at this holodeck program right before. Archer gave the speech, was on his way back to give the speech and all that. So he's looking back at Enterprise. Enterprise. You're saying okay. the best episode of Enterprise was no, an episode no, I said of my favorite <laughs> next generation. I said my favorite episode. I'm of just Enterprise. clarifying. The best episode of Enterprise. My, my, I know, I know, I'm sorry. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. My other favorite episode of Enterprise. I think this is a filibuster is what yeah. they call this it's one. A, I've been waiting on this episode. I've been waiting on this episode. I want to do this episode more than I want to do Batman vs. Superman. You, you mean really? This yes. podcast. Oh. Yes. This okay. podcast. Okay. Be long, worse than so I want to do Batman It's podcast Superman. 27 minutes of Q on Star Trek. <laughs> My other episode is when Enterprise finally destroys the Zindi weapon in the Earth Zindi War. And the pro- the reason that that is my favorite episode is because at the end that was like the last season, well not the last season but the last episode of the season, and it sends uh, Archer back in time to the Nazis, and where the Nazis got a hold of alien technology. But that was just a good episode anyway. Then my favorite Voyager episode, and this is the last one, I promise. Favorite Voyager episode <laughs> is um <sighs> when Robert Picardo was daydreaming. He had. Put his program to daydream, and there were aliens watching him daydream. But they were thinking that this was real. So all his daydreams, he ended up saving the ship. And this is when I did I did an interview with Rob Ricardo in Miami. Yeah, check out our YouTube channel. I'm going to post that this week. And um, we were talking about about, yo, we were talking about all this, and like he said, he was saying the interview. No one knew that when he got the role that he stumbled into having the best role out of the show. Because you really see his character develop from a hologram to being the emergency command hologram. Which, if there's an emergency where no one can take over the ship, he can actually take over the ship and become its captain. So, he got to... That's when that idea came about. But it's a funny little episode... And uh, there's a couple of other episodes, like the last two of the show. Those are my two favorite episodes. Time travel again. Yep. But uh, I have a. I can go on for days. I'm sorry, Brad. <laughs> Brad, you've had plenty of time to think of your favorite episode. So are we talking about the new Star Trek that just um, came out? Do- <laughs> Doctor Number Seven. <laughs> no. Sure. Oh wait, we're on a different show. I thought all we were talking about was time know. travel. I thought we were talking about Doctor Who. I'm lost. Um, let's see. Uh, when we say Bones. Gates McFadden. Uh, uh, was there a doctor on the other? Oh, no. It was, uh, yeah, it was at uh, the, uh, whichamacallit. No, no, the no, hologram. Deep Space Nine? No, Deep Space Nine was uh, Bashir. 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 And then um, on. So, wait, we're talking about favorite episodes. Yeah, I know. Not favorite I know. doctors. I, I, only, I only think about Star Trek in terms of uh, who do I want to examine me? Uh, Gates McFadden. Wait, no, that's not right. Um,. Can I go back to well, Doctor Who? Next, next generation had two I, doctors. Send a probe deep okay, into Uranus. I'm, all right. I, I need to. Yeah. C- class I, five. Yes, exactly. Um, I, I uh, hate to ask, but the, Rich, do you have a favorite yeah. episode? Say it. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I'm going to keep threatening him. Well, you know, I did wait 30 years for the greatest fight scene ever to happen, but we're talking about Star Trek and not one of the greatest franchises of all time. We are talking about so, one of the greatest franchises of so, all time. I'd now, this is TV episodes, not... I, I'd have to say any episode that had Kirk making out the woman... That was almost every... That was the whole damn show! It was just, okay. It, it, that's all we of know who the Trekkies are here. And I, I, have a, I, have a fav- I have a favorite Star Trek episode. Oh, okay. okay. It's the one where um, Kirk is beamed off the ship. 
and he has to fight the lizard guy. Oh, yeah. And they Gorn, can't communicate yeah. with it's him. It's called Arena. Right, yeah. right. The Gorn. The, the Gorn. Gorn. Right. And, awesome. and they're like, well, does he see this? Well, we got to tell him. No. Wait. Does he see it? Play by play. It was like ESPN for Star Trek. <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot one episode. Oh, fuck. The one where Kirk had to fight. <laughs> the one where Kirk had to fight Spock because Spock had caught the pond far. Oh, that was time. a good one. Yes. That was a, that good, was one. a good one. That was yeah. the okay, first I'm episode sorry. of season two. I'm sorry. All right, Nick. Okay. You got okay. a favorite? No, no, well, you know, just just I, trying to pick a favorite. Because favorite Trek. means one. Trying to pick right. a, on the top. <laughs> trying to pick a favorite Star Trek episode is like trying to pick a favorite Beatles song. But you mentioned which one would I want to be stuck with. Um it's an episode from season two called the Doomsday Machine, and and it's oh. the crew on the under. There's this thing going through fa- through space, just destroying everything in its path, and the Enterprise oh. is next, and, and it's headed toward Earth. The Enterprise has to figure out how to destroy it, and it's classic. What I just said earlier, it's them on the ship. You know, I love when they go to the briefing room and they're yeah, all, they're all trying to figure it out. <laughs> and the whole cast is there. Scotty, what do you think? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. We're going to do this or we're going to do that. Those are some of the best parts I, when they're sitting I, in the conference all together, room. Yeah. And, they, and there's awesome. nothing but ideas going around. Yes. Especially on I could watch Enterprise. them just talk forever. Yeah. I just love well, watching them all. Especially on Enterprise because Archer made a good point. I got William Shatner did a documentary called The Captains. Right. And he interviewed right. all the captains. That's a good, yes. Archer made a good point. Enterprise didn't have the technology to save their ass every day. They didn't have it. They were outmanned, right. outgunned in every fight they went to. So they had to think. Because they didn't have the technology. They couldn't rewire they the couldn't, simulator to uh, uh, bypass to the you know what I'm antimatter. <laughs> All, everybody out there had more advanced technology than them. Yeah. So they had to think of something. And that's why, to me, Enterprise was the best show. Because it, you could relate more to it. Because you can say, in well, 50 years, yeah. in yeah. 50 years, this is us. Yep. This is us in 50, 2262. That's not that far off. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, let me ask you guys, because I'm not a diehard, but my favorite uh, episode is from the original series where they have the collars on mm. and they're oh, forced, kind of like a gladiator style. The Gangsters style. of Triskelion. Oh, yep. yeah. Yes. Okay. That's a good one. That's now, was that the one where he, w- he had to kiss... Ahura. That's a different one, but they they were in the one you're thinking about. Also, under the control of another dude. That was called Plato's Stepchildren. Okay, so I'm kind of merging two different episodes. Okay, but I just remembered we talked about this before we started rolling. Any episode where they had the Kirk fight song is (laughs) is your favorite. That is like one of my favorite (laughs) all time songs. Every time I'm I see people fighting, that song. In my head, you know that song that is song going to be yeah, great. Exactly, exactly. Oh, man. I could. The other, uh, yeah, another, uh, let me just give, give you a couple quick runner ups, but everyone's going to have their favorites. Of course, City on the Edge of Forever, where Kirk and Spock go back to the Depression and Joan Collins. Oh, that's oh a yeah, classic. that's beautiful. That's a classic. Um, uh, um, a Taste of Armageddon, where th- they accidentally beam onto a planet that's at war with another planet, but yep. they, they all volunteer to walk into these. Annihilators to die, so they don't have to blow up each other's planets. Oh, so, so, so yeah, we hit. So it's a simulated war. So I see that was a really That's good one. Um, and of course, Space Seed with Khan was a classic. But yeah, you know, I could go on forever on those. Enterprise had one called the Augments, and it took place years before the Augments, which was what Khan was, were searching for Khan. Oh. They were looking for because if you remember the history, the Augments suppressed humans before World War Three. Yes, they were late 20th century too. Right. I think the- so. These Augments, the the, the story was Khan took a spaceship and blasted off planets, but there were Augments left. And Doctor uh, Nood, who is the creator of Data, Noon Young Sung. <laughs> no. Yeah. 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 You're right. Young you're right. You're yeah. right. Who was the creator of Data? Some, Some young guy. And and Loki <laughs> is the creator. As the creator of Data, We're created the augments. But they took over. They took over the enterprise. It was. They took over a bird of prey. They killed them all. And it's. It shows how. This is why I love Enterprise. It showed why the Cleons look different in. The original series than they did in the movie. Yes, because they took the Augment's DNA and tried to make augmented Cleons. And the only way to save him was to take Archer's blood after he injected him with 
uh, the augments blood and make a cure. So when they injected all the Cleon race with the cure, it took away their ridges. That's why they looked. Why they looked in the original series and why they looked not because they, they had looked. no budget for expensive makeup not right? because they had no budget for expensive makeup right, well, but that's another hey, they all had facial episode. hair that Wait, was important yeah. speaking of budgetary constraints one of the great things of I think all the Star Trek series are kind of the lo-fi oh yeah you know uh, <laughs> tech yeah so yeah. for me I think one of the corniest uh, one of the worst things of any Star Trek movie besides the triples do you guys remember the episode where it had like these big pizza blob looking creatures oh, that would yeah, burrow that through? through oh, yeah. That's yeah. Devil in the Dark. That's a classic yes. episode, that's actually. That's a good yeah. episode, really. But I just remember when I saw that, looking, I was yeah. like, oh my God, <laughs> this is so bad. Oh. <laughs> but that's Melted cheesy. Bones, they, they shoot it. It's a silicon based life form. It was basically made of rock, and they shoot it and they get Bones some mortar to fix it, and Bones goes, I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. So it was worth it for just that line. Yeah, just that he line. He did a lot That's of complaining in that I, I was going to say, did, yeah. did Bones ever save anybody? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. All, all you remember yeah. is him saying, I'm a doctor, not a whatever, and then he's dead, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> right. So let's, let's go around in that vein. What's, what's like your biggest pet peeve or what you think is the like the cheesiest element or the worst character you worst know, character what do you hate about star trek let's put it that way oh. is there anything that you hate no, no i love star trek i especially I love, love star trek's vision for yeah. the future of the human race yeah. we're all getting along we're There's past no all money our, no money no prejudice and we're all dedicated to peace and exploration yeah. you can't be in the improvement of the it's not like a galaxy universe. far, far away where everybody's still fucking killing each other. Well, it is Star Wars. <coughs> well, it was a long <laughs> time ago. That's true. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, this is the and future. They were That's the so past. What do you expect? Yeah. I mean, where do you think we got the technology Okay, don't for stay Star Trek on target. Stay alien. on target. <laughs> yeah. But uh, How you doing? I guess on a kind of a snippy note, the only thing I, I kind of I haven't seen the new Star Trek movie I've said, but I, I feel that Zachary Quinto's portrayal of Spock is kind of like kind of bitchy spock isn't like a snotty uptight bitch and i feel like quinto kind of plays him like <laughs> well that. don't forget that's young spock yeah that's true too because in this right. in this one i will say this is the most well-rounded yeah. version of spock I mean, okay. you, you know yeah. bear in mind that's that why it, i didn't want to in, say too much in the new in the reboot Spock is shacking up with the Huru. And that's so. another thing I don't like at all. It's and his planet it's, was yeah. destroyed, so I'd be a little bitchy yeah. too if, yeah. you know. Well, and you know. Yeah, but it wasn't. I think that's out of character for it him wasn't. to be with the I don't, where, where the hell did they come up with that? Again, that's well, it's a different. It's, a, it's an alternate timeline. Yeah, but you're not. Oh. They're not in the. It was an alternate timeline. Yeah, but uh, I think when your whole race is wiped out, you know, in yeah. front of your eyes, that yeah, will. Negatively but it, it wasn't you. even the fact that his whole race was wiped out. It was the fact that his mother was in the transporter buffer. She fell off the cliff and they could not save her. And yeah. he watched her fall. Yeah. 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 So I think that's. I would be bitchy too. Yeah. I'm not talking about the character being bitchy. I'm talking about Quinto's playing him kind of bitchy instead of playing his interpretation of playing a logical, emotionless character is to, is to play him kind of cold. Well, and bitchy. Spock's not fully but Nimoy illogical. Wasn't cold, and I didn't feel like he was. He was very likable. You know, you, you related to him. Yep. Um, whereas Quinto, I'm just a little turned off. And I don't like the Uhura thing. If anything, Uhura and Scotty should be together because that was kind of lightly hinted at in Star Trek V that they yeah. kind of might have. Oh, yeah, had definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right, but that, that would have been, been 70 she, she, years She in wouldn't the be going from... for Simon Pegg, though. That's <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's no, for no, damn no. sure. Well, the fact that you bring up uh, Spock is interesting because yeah. there is a new documentary coming right, out right. this fall for the love of Spock that was made by uh, Nimoy's son. Right. And so it's kind of from his perspective, but supposedly there's a bunch of never-before-seen behind, or never-before-seen footage from the original Star Trek series that they gave him permission to use for this. And I got to say, I posted the trailer on our Facebook, go search it out, but man... The trailer is awesome. I mean, I was getting choked up from a trailer, which, nice. you know, it's hard, it's to, hard do, to do, you know. Uh, so I would uh, highly recommend that. And then there's another video that I posted on our Facebook page, and it's called The Pilot. And actually, there is a script that has been written about 
the making of the original Star Trek pilot with okay. Gene Roddenberry. Yep. And so what they did Called was the cage. What they did was they put together a a pitch reel where they edited together a bunch of pre-existing footage into like a, you know, I don't know, 6-7 minute video that kind of tells the story of the movie. And it's actually very entertaining. Um, like I didn't know that Gene Roddenberry was having an affair with both Nichelle Nichols and uh, uh, Nurse Chapel, yes. who he ended up marrying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, yep. Major Barrett. Yeah, yes. he married Major Barrett. Yeah, and uh, and so you know just just from right. yeah just from watching that little you know sh- short you know uh, video, it gives you kind of a cool rundown of all the hurdles that he had to to jump through to get the show even made. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, they said Spock looked too satanic, so they wanted them to get rid of that character because um, mm-hmm. that would turn off a lot of viewers. Um, well, the thing I didn't know was that uh, what's her name, Majel? Majel Barrett. Barrett. Yeah. She was actually the second in command. She was number one. Yeah, too. That's yeah. They called her in that pilot. Right. And the, mm-hmm. the right and the pilot is the one with with Pike and the chair. Jeffrey and the aliens Right. The big, Fatheads. Right. They, now right. let me ask you. I remember seeing that. Yeah. So did they? They, they did made they a run it in syndication. The only, the only two-part episode of Star Trek is from season one called the Menagerie. And what they do is Spock, Pike, who played by Jeffrey Hunter in the pilot, right. Captain Pike. He's played by a different actor, heavily made up in burn makeup in a wheelchair. And Spock wants to return him. In other words, they incorporate all of the footage from the uh, pilot as flashback they material. They shoehorned it in there. They shoehorned okay. it into a two-part episode right. of the original I series. That's what you, you remember. Right. Okay. Yeah. Spock is on trial for commandeering the ship to take Pike back, back. to the place where the, the people created the illusion for him to live out a normal life. So he could live out a life as a guy who walks and is okay. handsome and has a girl. and It's kind of like a nexus almost. Right, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually very well done because you don't. Yeah, it takes a while for you to figure out: Am I watching an episode or am I watching the flashback? It was, it was really kind of strangely seamless. Yeah, and then all of a mm-hmm. sudden, and and the, what is it? When he fig- when Pike figures it out, he goes, you know, here I got your phaser. He goes, oh, it doesn't work. What do you mean? Well, see, shoots at the. No, it's not doing anything. He goes. Oh, I think it does. And the little guy comes in with his little shuffling walk. He says, uh, you know, come with me, blah, blah, blah. He goes, no. He says, I think you're manipulating me. He says, I think there's a hole in that wall. Right. He goes, you know, you don't know your mind, Captain Pike. You don't know. It's like, all right, let's check. Right. Put it on. This is going to blow a hole in anything. Yeah. How about if I just hold it up to your head and blow it? He goes, okay, bing. And all of a sudden, there's a hole in the wall. Like, that's what I thought. That was cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He could have. Well, wasn't he the original? He was the original choice. Yeah, he was yeah. cast. He for, was, yeah, for he the, was a big star. Jeffrey right. Hunter was a star. Yeah, that was Jesus that, in uh, uh, um, King of Kings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, so so that was going to be the original cast. They had a doctor. Cast of, had, yeah, uh, that yeah. was the original cast. She was number, Major Barrett was number one, and Spock was there. Uh, and I think Scotty was one of the original cast members, too. But then, uh, is it NBC? Yes. NBC watched it and said, well, it's okay, but we need a different leading man. We need a little more, you know, red-blooded... Macho, yeah, macho. yeah. Right. So, so they got a cowboy, right? A Canadian, much. damn it, <laughs> damn it. All right, so Brad, let's uh, let's talk oh. about what we've been drinking today. Oh, that was sad. Sorry, I apologize, everybody. Start at one five one three point one. Star Trek Fifty, the Golden Anniversary Ale, from our good friends at Schmaltz Brewing Company, Clifton Park, New York, FederationofBeers.com. No, it's not Romulan ale, people. No, it's not Romulan or ale. Or Andorian ale. Nope. <laughs> Which is what color? And not even Scotch whiskey. Nope. No, not even Scotch whiskey. And it's very hoppy. So we were waiting for bunnies to come out. <laughs> um, yeah, it's I, got a bitter kick. Yes, boy. it does. But, it, but you know what? Regular chocolate Oreos <clears throat> helps. It's more bitter than Zachary Quinto. <laughs> You just had to do that out there, didn't you? Um, But it's got a cool collector's label, and um, yeah, my bottle on my second one, so it's collector's edition number one. So I'm keeping this baby. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna take a bottle and just sit it on the shelf and not drink it. Is that what you're saying? I'm gonna drink it. You gonna take an empty bottle or you gonna take a full bottle? Both. 
I'm going to take a full bottle and make it into an empty bottle. Uh, oh, wait. I've already done that. How about that? Twice. 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 Oh, boy. All right. On that note, I think we should uh, wrap her up. All right. Okay. Well, for Nick Moretti, Richie Rollins, Q, the inimitable Batman fan, and me, the Bradcast. And, of course, Denver on the boards, we thank you for listening to Podcast 27 and of Comic Experience Sci-Fi. And live long and prosper, baby. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. You know what? Don't not ruin my exit. (laughs) Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yeah, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Space. (laughs) <laughs> and don't forget pour. We've got the we got pour? all the uh, the oh, Star yeah. Trek beer uh, down the street from the offices yes, here. Yes, we did at uh, pour for boutique wine, craft beer, and select liquor at thirty two four eighty Woodward Avenue. We're gonna shoot some episodes there come the beginning of the year, so maybe y'all want to come by get drunk with us. <laughs> and I've been there many times. Uh, makes me sound like an alcoholic, but uh, yeah. I've been there a number of times, and the guys there are awesome. They know their beer. They're very helpful. I've do gone you know to st- Ken Lucia. Uh, I think I do. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So if you're in the Royal Oak area and you need uh, uh, some great craft beer selection. I think they got a bunch of wine there, but I stick to the beer, so I highly recommend you check them out. And uh, it's very good. Yes, uh, we will probably be. I have a couple other places locally for us to do a uh, a dine, drink, and um, podcast for us, and they're willing to give us the whole half of the restaurant, whatever we need, because the owner and his sommelier are both. Big sci-fi fans. In fact, awesome. they are Space. they are uh, DC fans, especially the and final really frontier. like the old uh, Dawn of Justice BBS uh, movie experience of the Starship Enterprise. It's <laughs> continuing I mission. Your father <laughs> to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man, no one, has. no one, no Come one. On. Yeah, you sexist. Dude, what the hell? No one, since we're politically (laughs) correct around here, I don't know when the hell that happened, has gone before. (laughs) It happened in the closing credits of Star Trek VI, actually. (laughs) Oh, my God. He said no man, and then he said no one to correct it. So when Next Generation did it, they said no one. And now it's back to no man, I think. No, the movie had no one. Oh, it did? Yeah. Yeah. This most recent one. May the force be with you. Asshole! (laughs) He won't be back.